All right, so we are we are recording. Uh, I'm going to share my screen. Can you see my screen? Yep, I see Zoom. Yep. You see a you see a, a resource directory called Padlet. Um, I see W R O A Virtual Resource Directory. Yep, that's what you want to be seeing. Yep. All right, so I'm going to let people in. Let them in. Let them in. Let them in. I don't know, Dave. I feel like I got to do the hat. Who I am? Guess right, you can't well, see my uh, eyes, can you? We could, uh, we could just remind, remind people that you should have came in on the waiting room on mute. Uh, if you could stay on mute. Um, during the meeting, unless Jeff uh, or myself uh, start to ask for feedback from people, and then we'll take you off mute, or we can use the chat feature. Um, you should be able to see the chat on your toolbar. Uh, probably somewhere uh, towards the bottom of the screen, you'll see mute. Uh, you can turn your video on and off, and you can ask questions. I'll be monitoring the chat as the facilitator. And uh, I'm going to share some resources to kick the meeting off and then I'm going to turn it over to Jeff and he'll do some introductions share his screen. So welcome to uh, the Wisconsin River Officials Association um, ongoing virtual meetings. We do this about every two weeks. We do either football um, or basketball. Our association has two sports. So we wanted to open this one up to other folks. So it looks like we got 34 people on the meeting. So we're, uh, we're pretty excited about that. So again, welcome to uh, our basketball meeting. We go from 7 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. So we have about three minutes, um, and then we'll go ahead and get started. So we have quite a few people that are um, joining here. So welcome. Yeah. We are recording. We are recording this meeting. Uh, so it will be posted as a YouTube link Thank you. on our resource directory, which is what you see up on the screen right now. Thanks. Um, we'll also be sending this to uh, Jeff Cross, and Jeff will be posting it in different places um, on his different media outlets, so you can share this with others. And uh, by all means, use the resources that are in our Padlet. We have lots of video clips. Uh, basketball and football. Um, there's quizzes in our resource directory. I'm going to put the link mm -hmm. to the resource directory in the chat uh, so that you can all see this. So everyone in the meeting should get uh, the resource directory. We use a Padlet, which allows us to share resources live, um, and it allows us to put columns and we can add links and PDFs uh, that allow us for video clips. YouTube videos is a great resource. So feel free to use and share. And we got about one minute. So Ryan, can you hear me? I can, Jeff. Did you, were you able to create that poll or no? I was able to create it in a Google form. So you can post it then? Yeah, you just tell me when you want me to post it. Okay, no problem. <laughs> So we've got, we've got a couple of people that are off mute. You could, uh, before we actually start the meeting, if you could put yourself on mute, I'm going to go ahead and mute everybody. 
Gabe, you want to go ahead and type in your. So right now everyone should be on mute. We still have people that are joining. Definitely. Why don't you just give me, give me about another minute, Jeff, so that. Yeah, no problem. Can, Take your time. We can filter people out of the waiting room. Yeah, we want to make sure that's you know done for the most part so you can monitor any questions we might have. We got 73 people so far, so that's awesome. And lots more joining, so. Huh? For those of you that are just coming on, uh, my name's Brian Kenny. I'm the president of the Wisconsin River Officials Association. We're uh, mainly out of the south central part of the state of Wisconsin. And we're excited. We have probably a few people from uh, Illinois on our meeting tonight, and maybe some people from Minnesota and Iowa, or possibly Michigan, and then uh, several Ohio. Wisconsin. Any other states? Ohio, Missouri, Ohio, Kentucky. Kentucky. Missouri. Kentucky, Kentucky, Indiana, Indiana, Indiana's in the house. Welcome. This is Pennsylvania. Awesome. Where? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Nice. We're going to crash right, the internet, well, Brian. What's that? I said we're going to crash the internet. We're going to crash the internet. Yep, we're almost up to 100. So we're going to go ahead and I'm going to get started. Um, we are recording the meeting and you can use the chat feature on your screen. I'll try to monitor that. Um, once Jeff starts presenting and introduces himself, I'll be fully devoted uh, to serving the meeting by monitoring the chat. Uh, please try to stay on mute if you have um, kids at home or you're someplace where there's a lot of noise, um, just out of respect for Jeff's time. Uh, if you could keep yourself on mute and just use the chat feature, unless uh, during the presentation, Jeff specifically asked people to come off mute. And uh, welcome to uh, our ongoing uh, virtual meetings. Obviously during our COVID time, we kind of switched our focus from face-to-face -to, -face to virtual. And uh, I don't want to take up too much time. I want to give Jeff as much time as he can have because his message is important. Uh, the one thing I wanted to share is that we, uh, as part of our association during uh, virtual times, we've created a resource directory using Padlet. And that's what's up on the screen right now. Uh, so you can see this Padlet is loaded with resources that pretty much go um, vertically um, in columns. And we have football related resources as well as basketball. So we put video clips in here, um, which is a powerful tool. Something else that I wanted to highlight is we're doing virtual clinics uh, for both basketball and football. Um, for those of you that are from Wisconsin, these are approved WIA trainings and the football clinic We'll have four sessions and the basketball clinic will also have four sessions. So for anybody who's a member of our association, it's a free clinic. Uh, for people outside of the association, it's a $30 clinic per uh, individual sport. So if you did football and basketball, it would be $60. We try to keep this reasonable. We want people to learn. And uh, it's, it's not about necessarily a revenue stream. It's about people getting better. So, Jeff, I just got a few more people that I'm going to admit from the waiting room, and then um, I'm pretty much 
going to turn this over to you. So thanks for being here, Jeff. My pleasure. All right, I'm going to stop sharing. So I've stopped, I've stopped sharing my screen now, Jeff. So you, you're pretty much ready to roll. Okay. So we're not going to share, I'm not going to share my screen just yet. Um, I, first of all, thank you so much for allowing uh, me to be part of this great event. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we're, 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 we're setting new strides here. We're setting new strides and able to reach hundreds of people, it looks like, across many, many states um, just for the opportunity for education and basketball. So, and, you know, that's probably something I really want to make sure I, I mentioned too. It's not just basketball. I believe this presentation can help you from your nine to five job or for your 40 minutes on the floor, or if you're, you know, your nine innings on the baseball field or whatever sport you work or whatever job you have. I believe this can be very, very uh, beneficial for you in elevating your communication game. So right now, my man Gabe is going to put in the comments. He's going to put his website in. All this that's going on, the sound you hear, the, the, the lighting, the, the, everything that looks good, that doesn't look like some hobo put it together, this is his company. And I'm going to mess it up again. It's, what's it called again, Gabe? Precision Photography Company. And the website is, it's on the link, precisionfoco.com. So if you need some audio video um, done or pictures done, he actually did the video for my daughter's wedding, which if anybody knows me, uh, that was kind of a big deal, kind of a last minute deal. And he stepped right up and got that done and uh, did an amazing job. So uh, the guy's full of tenacity and grit and, um, he was one of our students here at Grace. So follow that link if you want to do that. Also, if you are watching this right now and it looks like maybe, you know, Jeff's a little small, you need to go to the tab where you're not in um, gallery. You don't want to be in the gallery view. You want to be where I'm pinned as a main speaker. So that way when I do show video or any kind of slides or anything that might show up, it will be full screen. It won't be... Uh, you know, so small and you guys will be like, I can't see it, Jeff, whatever that might be. So take the time to do that right now. And again, if you have any questions, I mean, any questions at all, just put it in the comments. Brian's going to uh, chime in whenever that comes through and hopefully I can answer those the best of my knowledge. Podcast. I've, you know, I, my, I call it my COVID podcast. Uh, I, I've spent some time developing a podcast and I'm interviewing officials and other people that are uh, uh, very good in communications and have other expertise just to try and make us as officials better. You can just Google Jeff Cross podcast and it will come up. Um, the walk with cross, you can call it the Jeff Cross podcast. I don't care what you call it. Just Google it. And you can find it on your Apple iTunes. You can find it on anchor. You could find it on whatever, whatever device or platform you like to watch it on. Also, I have a YouTube channel that I put content on most daily, whether that be via um, a thoughtful, uh, my thoughts for the day, some, some inspiration, maybe some motivation, you know, it's just something to think about, maybe a minute or two video. I've also put on there um, uh, three videos this year, uh, a pregame, a November pregame. I've also done a uh, post game, or I'm sorry, a February pregame, 
Then I also did another YouTube video, which was a summary of what we're looking for from November to February when it comes to pregame. So, um, so I feel like I'm yelling. Am I yelling? No. Okay. All right. I'm not yelling. That's good. So, and then obviously on Facebook, if you follow TNG, that's T and symbol G for tenacity and grit. I put everything I have up there. So that's a one-stop shop for you. You'll see it. If I post it, it'll be on there. And that is to keep uh, me from scrolling into the 99% bad of uh, social media, which can be very, very toxic, toxic sometimes. So this is just a way for me to be able to do that and not get sucked into whatever else might be going other people's opinions. I just want to put positive thoughts out there and positive things. So any questions so far, Brian, do we have anything? No, no questions. We just hit a hundred people. So that's All right. great. All right. Sounds good. So we're going to start with a little quote and it's not really a quote. It's just some, you know, what I do on a daily basis when I'm, when I'm listening to podcasts or I'm, I'm reading books or I'm watching YouTube videos, I kind of take notes of what I hear. So I don't have where I got it from because it's literally just go to the memo, type it in and away I go. So, um, so we're going to start off with this. Let's practice self-confidence until it becomes a habit, until it is a part of who we are. If you don't have, if you don't have it, there's good news. We can still learn it. Keep that in your head. Now, all these notes that I've had, Brian has those, and he'll put those, um, he'll post those maybe in the comment section at the end of the meeting. So you'll have these things just in case you missed it. So, all right. So, Brian, can we, we're ready to do that poll. Can we do that? Or no? Yes. All uh, right. So the, the yeah. first question is, I want everyone to answer this question. What percent of your success in officiating is communication? Is it 50%, 80%, 90 or 20%? So a lot of the success in the communication, you know, in officiating, what success of it is, re is really important for you to have success is a communication. Is that, how does that rate in your success for communication? So they can, they can uh, vote on that, Brian, or what's going on? Yeah, so I know some of you are putting it into the chat. There's a link that I just put into the uh, chat. It takes you to a Google form. Um, it's HTTPS uh, colon two backslashes forms. If you go to that, Google form, it'll be able to tally up everyone's responses. Um, yeah, I do see quite a few 90s, 80s, yep. 90s, 90 to 100. That's okay, too. This will work for me, Brian. You know, we don't have okay. to necessarily go to that Google thing if they want to, but I'm just really trying to get a, a real good gauge on how many, you know, what that number looks like. So, um, and it doesn't take long. You know, we'll, we'll give it just another minute or two, but it doesn't take long for everyone to understand that it is a very high number, very high number. As a matter of fact, the lowest number I've seen so far just in the chat is 75. Yep, there's nothing below 75, Jeff. Nothing below 75. All right, so here's the next question. How, what's the percent 20, 50, 80, 90, 10, that you invest on developing your communication. 
how much money, how much time do you spend on in developing your communications? 20%, 50%, 80%, 90, 10. Don't be lying either. You better tell the truth. Let's see these new numbers come in, Brian. Yep, numbers are I got a 50, I got a 20, a yep. 60. Another 20. 20. 50. 50, 80, perfect. This, I mean, 50, 50, 30. There's a 70, not bad. 50. Now, the real question is, you know, I, I like to use the phrase, at the altar type honesty. Are you really given your at the altar type honesty answer on this? Because sometimes we over, tend to overestimate. I, I call it, you know, it's very similar to uh, counting calories when you're on a diet. You count calories and really your true calories are 2,000, but you counted them at about 1,800 because you've, you've wanted to fudge in, in your favor so you could find two more hundred calories to eat. Same things happens with these kind of polls, you know, when it, when it causes people to really reflect on, on what they invest in. So my question is, if everyone knows, the majority of the people on this call, over 100 people, they know, they know and they understand for them to have success in officiating, they have to be, it, it's going to be, their communication skills needs to be over the top. It needs to be, I mean, elite status for them to have any kind of success then why are we only spending 20%, 50%, you know, 30% effort on trying to improve it? I'll take some questions. I'll, I'll, I'll answer those questions. You know, what, what's, what's your thought process? Why are you not spending any time? Because you're not disciplined enough. Um, you think it's, yes, you, you understand it's important, but it's difficult, so I'm not gonna work on it. You know, what, name the excuse. And it kind of goes back to, and there's some, there's some low numbers on there, Brian. So it goes back to this, this phrase here. Uh, I'll find my notes here. Are you willing to do things others won't? So you have to do, so you can get what others can't. So if you look at whatever, let's just say, name the person that you see has great development. How are you going to reach that if you're not willing to do what they're doing? And you know it, but you won't move towards it. That's where I struggle. That's where I think we as human beings, we as people of, of we, we understand, we know what's going on up here. We're, we're here, we know, but the issue is, we're too busy listening to outside noise and outside noise is convincing us in our head. I don't have to work on it. It's not that important. I can, I can get by on my play calling. I can get by on, on my physique. I can get by on so many things when everyone has just answered the question in order for them to have success in officiating, it takes 90% commitment. You gotta, you gotta be 90% perfect on communication. Why is that? All right. So here we go. I'm going to show you a clip. I'm going to show you four clips of the same thing. Okay. It's the same. Are we sharing our screen now? No. Okay. Go ahead and share the screen. Just don't play it yet. 
Now, I just want you to watch. We don't even care what the words are. I just want you to watch the actual body language communication. And um, I'll tell you what to watch for. So this time, just watch myself and the coach communicate. Go ahead. We're going to share the screen. Purdue shoots free throws for every foul after the fifth. And that would be the next foul. And if you're Penn State and you're down, you might need to foul your way back into the game as we get to about Stop. So that was the first sign of communication with the coach and me. And if you looked really, really closely, she obviously she had her arms up. But what else did and if you saw, if you read her lips, she yelled out my name, Jeff. She's trying to get my attention. She's trying to, you know, find a way to get my attention. Where I failed in communication is I didn't hear it. I don't care if there's 10,000 people or 10, I still have to be aware that that's going on to be able to communicate. So we're going to fast forward to the next clip. And this is where we actually, you know, I'm able to actually finally engage in the coach and have some communication. So with Kamaria McDaniel as a junior, she's going to be the one that calms them down and sets the tone and keeps them focused to work their way back in. Only 12 turnovers for Penn State. All right. I'm going to, you know, hold on. We're going to play it one more time, Gabe. Now, obviously, I think, you know, there's some good things and bad things about this communication. Um, I, I can tell you this. I listened to her question. I didn't try and predict her question. Um, I listened to what the question, I had a real good feeling what it was going to be, but I didn't want to interrupt and make sure I got what, the question she was asking so I could answer it properly. Explained it. She pats me on the back. Good job. I understand. Thank you very much. Whatever the words are, we don't really care about this, but the body language, play it one more time, and everyone just watch body language between coach and official. With Kamaria McDaniel as a junior, she's going to be the one that calms them down and sets the tone and keeps them focused to work their way back in. Only 12 turnovers for Penn State. Okay. Did, you know, very hunched over, listening, you know, in tune to what she has to say. Um, I, I, you could tell that I almost teetered on almost interrupting her, but I even had to soft. I remember this distinctly, and I remember having to tell myself, it be quiet and listen to what she has to say. Now, we're going to play that, play that film one more time. Now, I want you guys – well, first of all, is any questions or comments on that, Brian? No, nothing so far, John. Nothing? Nope. All right. So now what I want you to do, don't watch the communication between myself and the coach. I want you to watch the fans in the background, the scores table, everyone, you know, around that area. Go ahead and just watch those people. Kamaria McDaniel as a junior, she's going to be the one that calms them down and sets the tone and keeps them focused to work their way back in. Only 12 turnovers for Penn State. One more time, and I want you to um, go ahead and start it, and I'm going to tell you when to pause it. Mario McDaniel as a junior. Okay, right now, pause. Over the coaches would be her left shoulder, the arm that's extended. If you look directly behind it, there's a girl in a black shirt, sweatshirt with kind of longer blonde hair. I'm not for sure if you could. Can you see her, Brian? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Watch her watch us. 
going to be the one that calms them down and sets the tone and keeps them focused to work their way back in. Only 12 turnovers for Penn State. And just prior to that conversation being over, if you notice, she turned her head because this, you know, this it points out a couple things. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone is watching you. You think that conversation between you and the coach, you are sadly mistaken. That camera angle, that one camera angle picked up five or 10 different views of people watching what we were doing. And I point this girl out at the end here because she was very in tune in our body language. She was under trying to understand our body language. Is this a heated scenario? Is this, and then she got very bored with it because the body language was good between the two of them. It wasn't animated or whatever that was. So she, just before it was over, she, she had given up on it. Okay, that's nothing exciting. I'm going to go back to the players. That's what we're looking for all the time. All the time. Now, it's difficult. Matter of fact, it's pretty close to impossible. That is something that we can, you know, because when, when we try to communicate with someone, so, so many times we want to just plug in our idea and plug in our way of thinking. And meanwhile, we're not displaying good body language, we're not displaying soft but firm body language, you know, decisive but attentive body language. Those kind of things are going to be key to the way you handle a coach, the way you handle your peer, to the way you talk to a secretary, to the way you talk to a salesperson, those types of body language. So let's play the next three, Gabe, if you don't mind. These are all the same clip, just a little bit different angle and, you know, just a little bit more of the body language. How about that one, right? She's doing her, go ahead and pause it. The palms up, you know, you come here. A lot of people, that's not really good body language. So I had a choice. Okay, do I get frustrated at body language? Or, hey, lady, I ain't talking to you. Or hey, coach, I'm not talking to you. No, I have to understand that body language is an, is, is something to try and get my attention so we can communicate. And what I like to call it is, you know, even though that, that, that not really that big a deal to me, but it may frustrate, frustrate some people. So if it frustrates you, you have to really make an instant decision because we're not thinking in the moment, which we shouldn't be. We should be thinking for the greater good, the greater good of the rest of the game, the greater good of 20 years in officiating, the greater good of, you know, the next five times I have them, you know, the, all that towards the greater good instead of in the moment to where, hey, that upset me. That's it. I'm not talking to you. You don't do this to me. Who do you think you are, right? We don't do that. The greater good is to, to find out what is the issue and then move on past that for the greater good 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line. So go ahead and play the next one. I get tired of seeing me bend over. I got it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to play the one last side, one last clip I think I have. Now, this is what I want you to notice. There's a couple different body language scenarios with the coach, how I go to the coach, what my partner does, things like that. So go ahead and watch it. Hold on, I'm going down there. Get, not a full sprint, an attentive hustle, 
you know, I, I clearly see you need something. Let me, uh, let me hustle down there for you and see what's up. Now look at my partner. She's looking over there. To, and then at the very end, you're good. Yep. I'm good. Great body language. You know, we talk about these stoic things and I've talked to Brian about this a little bit and having stoic body language it, that there is a very much a time for that, but ultimately you have to send the message. If the message is, Hey, are you good? Then by all means, send that message. I don't need to come out of my shoes and give someone a thumbs up or the point or whatever that may be, but I still need to be under control, not necessarily stoic. Does that make sense? All right. I see a question out here, Brian. What do we got? Uh, I think it probably got answered in that last view of the clip. Uh, someone asked how far away from. All right. We're good. Shore. Perfect. Any other questions on that? So I'm going to give you a list of five things that I try to put in my daily. Um, we're not sharing a screen, right? Okay. Um, try to put in my, my daily um, practice, whether I'm refereeing or whether I'm, you know, just dealing with my family or dealing with students that are here at the school. If we can find a way to do this, if we could find an app for this, you're going to make a million dollars. It's, it's very hard to do, but work on being irreplaceable. We have a hundred people on this call. My guess is 90 over 90% of them have an above average play calling. Doesn't mean you're irreplaceable. We have a hundred people on this call and only 10% of those people have uh, elite communication. I, or I like to call it genius genius communication skills, that 10% is irreplaceable. You're irreplaceable in that scenario. Work on finding things that make you irreplaceable. You know, I, I, I schedule games here as an athletic director. I'm replaceable. I have to add things, add value to my job daily that makes me irreplaceable. Okay. Jeff, question came in. Sure. Uh, when you went over to the coach to give her your attention, what would you do if the other coach questioned, you know, why you were doing that or your question, your motive behind that, or, Hey, you don't do that to me. I, well, I, first of all, if they did ask me about that, I would be totally honest because you can never ever go wrong with honesty. Never. So if that coach says, what are you doing over there? Say she had a question about the, the play that went in your favor or whatever it is. Right. She had, a, she had a question about a play. She didn't understand that part of the rule. Would you like for me to explain it to you? Do you under, you know, are you, are you good? Do you have any questions for me? You know, things like that instead of, you know, I, yeah, they may be, and I would even maybe even express, if you have a question, I will definitely share. I, I'm, I'm here for the answers if I can help in any way. Does that answer that question? Yep, we're good. Okay. All right, somebody put on here, words are 7%, tone 23, body language, facial expression. Perfect. All right. All right, where was I at? Number one, right? Become irreplaceable. Number two, I know this is going to sound weird, but I want you to treat your customers well. I want you to, your customers, guess what they are? Coaches, players, assistant coaches, 
uh, table crew, partners, coordinators, you know, you name the person you're working for in a game, believe it or not, they are your customers. And we want repeat business. If you think you're going to go on this game and do whatever you want to do and do it however you want to do it, and you don't aim for repeat business, you will have individual business. You will still find games, but you'll find yourself not going back to this place, not working for this coach, not doing this, not doing that, because you are not treating your customers well. I heard a phrase, um, you know, I, I do a lot of odd jobs in the summertime. And one of my odd jobs was working security for the Chicago Bears in our summer camp. And, and they, they give us a little orientation. And one of the phrases they used was, you know, we always hear the phrase, the customer is always right. Well, sometimes the customer is wrong and that's okay. We just, we just want them to be wrong with dignity. You know, so many times we want them to, oh, hey, I'm right, you're wrong, and that's it. And now you've taken that, per you've taken the customer's dignity away. You've taken, you know, your, your people that you work with, you've taken their dignity away, and now they don't want anything to do with you. Now it becomes very combative. So it's okay if they're wrong. Just let them be wrong with dignity. That's all. So, all right, you ready to share my screen? I got a good one for you. Smiles are contagious. What do you think of that? Is that contagious or what? I mean, that just makes you just want to be happy and see all that. How about this one? There we go. It's our secret weapon, everybody. Everyone has it. Everyone's able to use it at any time they want to use it but we're afraid. It's the silver bullet. It's the silver bullet that Andy Griffith, or not Andy Griffith, what's the uh, dude, Barney Fife, he has. He has one silver bullet. He never wants to use it. It's a great um, weapon, device. It's, it's something that you can use at any point in time. Now, obviously, you don't want to go into a gun battle using your smile, right? You got to bring some weapons. But before it gets to a gun battle, Let's try that. You know, even if we use that during pregame, we just do it when we shake hands. We do it when we sell all our partners. We do it when we tell our captains. We use that smile. And then it kind of lets people's guard down. And it's very contagious. I truly believe everything is contagious. If I bring a good mood to the meeting, it's contagious. If I bring a bad mood to the meeting, it's contagious. If if I'm un unhappy every time I come to work, it's contagious. So that's, everything's contagious. So use a smile. That's the best one we can use. Any questions there, Brian? Um, somebody was asking about, can a smile be a sign of not being serious? Or it very much can. Yeah, we don't want it. Like I said, you don't want to bring your smile into the gunfight. If there's a big you know, whatever, you know, there's a difference between belly laugh, smile, and professional smile, you know, a greetings, smile, hello, thank you, smile, you know, I use words in, in my games, if I have to take a kid who, let's just say, is lined up to my right one step, and I need them to move three more steps, whatever way, <clears throat> and they move, guess what I do? I smile, I thank them, 
and I apologize for making them move. What a concept. We, and I'm going to stand up. I don't care. I'm going to stand up. But what do we do? We, we do this. We stand up and we say, here, we have the ball here and we point. Very aggressive. Hey, this is where I want you to stand. Don't stand anywhere else. And then when they stand over there, what do you do? You stand in your little spot and you point to the floor and you make a big deal about them standing in the spot you want to stand. Who do you think you are? Huh? Are you that good? Are you that in, important to the world that you got to be aggressive like that to make a kid move from three steps to here? I understand that's the rule, but we can be polite. Hey, hey, could you move three more steps for me? Thank you so much. I'm sorry I had to make you move. No problem. I appreciate you getting that ball for me. No problem. Instead, we're too busy being aggressive because you know, we, we're not working our communication skills. So now we're just going to, we're going to, I'm going to capitalize on how strong and athletic I am and, and force people to do things that I, I know are within the rules when I'm still getting the same results, but people want to be around me more opposed to someone else who got the same results, but they walk away and that, you know, that guy's a jerk. That's elite. what I miss, Brian? Oh, some some guy asked about why the Chicago Bear players need security at camp. Hmm. Some hey, guy named man. Brian. Don't be taking money out of my pocket, brother. <laughs> I'm not here to decide why. I'm just here to punch in. I'm going to make sure I get my, my event. You know, I'm, let's go back to that for a second. I went to that, and so many people, 100 people, go to that thing, and they sit back and go, ugh, is it over yet? Is it over? Why do we got to be here? I took the time, even though I only learned that one little nugget, I used that basically free seminar to bring a nugget away into my game, into my life. I think that's pretty cool. I think we get a chance to do that. Instead of showing up and going, eh, you know, whatever. Here's another meeting. I got to punch in, you know. Otherwise, I don't get my credit for some high school thing or some college thing, pay attention. You might get something out of it. People that walk away from events like this or, or like anything like that, so I didn't get anything out of it, that just means you're not trying, dude. That's all it means. You're not trying. So, all right. Anything else, Brian? Nope. All right. Let's go to my next note. Kindness is free. It's absolutely free. No one has to pay for it. It doesn't cost you anything to give it. It doesn't cost you anything to receive it. But instead, we got to walk around. Like I talked about, we're pointing people in some, this spot. We're pointing people in that spot. We're doing all these things instead of just saying, you know what? Kindness is free. I'm going to give it out whenever I can, however I can. The last one on my list, the five things that I try to take into my daily routine, whether it be officiating or, or anywhere else. So I'm going to go over them again, right? Become irreplaceable. Treat your customers well. Smiles are contagious. And kindness is free. Number five, and I think it's a big one. Worry is mental strangulation. If you're constantly worrying about maybe 
does a coach like me? Is this player mad at me? Does my assigner like me? Does my partners like me? Is my, is my assigner mad at me or my partner mad at me because I was 20 minutes late? All that is, is mental strangulation. You can't process correctly because what you're doing is putting something in your head that there's a real chance it's not even true. There's a real chance. If it is, it is. There's, the bullet's out of the gun. There's nothing you can do. Now you just got to move on and don't let it stifle you. Like, you know, don't let it be a muffler on you. That muffler keeps the sound down. You let worry handle you. You will not be who you're supposed to be. You will not go out and strive to be the best. You will not go out and thrive in, in, in situations where everyone else is failing because you are on the worry train. And meanwhile, you are stifled. You are muffled. You have a governor on you. you whatever the phrase you want to use, you can't get to your top speed. You cannot do it if you're being strangled by worry. Jeff, uh, Question? Yep. a great quote that I um, absorbed from a book that I've been reading. Brene Brown is a really good author. If anybody's looking for a good book, Dare to Lead. She talks about the biggest part of the problem is overthinking the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard a quote if you're in your own head, you're behind enemy lines. How about that one, huh? <laughs> yep. I mean, it's it, that's just the way it is, you know. So, uh, Chuck asks, "How do you deal with partners that are worry warts? Um, make them not worry warts." What are you talking about? It, it, here, here's the thing: if you want to be an elite leader, an elite communicator, an elite crew chief, genius. You know, because I always like to, I like to put them in, in categories, right? There's good, there's great, there's excellent, and then there's genius, meaning you just can't get nothing by. If you're aiming for genius and you got a worry wart, well, let's talk to them. Let's figure out what's going on. How about, you know, let's, let's get them to put some sort of guard down. You know, let's spend some time in the, in the pregame locker room handling whatever issues they might have rest their mind, put their mind at ease. Oh man, I'm really worried about something. And you know what? I, I actually uh, saw a post about, you know, the partner you're talking about and he said he enjoyed refereeing with you, whatever that is. You know, all I know Jeff really well. There's, I don't think there's any way he would say that about you. You know, whatever that is, find a way to get to the root of the problem and then handle the business. Because really, if you want to be a pro, whether you're a worry word or not, whether you're working with a worry wart, you've got it. You better go to work. You better go to work. You know, you can't, I have a friend who says, you know, don't make your, oh, I forget how he says it now, you know, your excuses. Don't make your excuses bigger than your results. I think it's something along that lines. So if I don't have good results in that game, am I going to have the excuse of, eh, well, you know, listen, it wasn't my fault. The dude was worry wart. I couldn't get him to be any better. That's my fault. If I'm aiming for genius, that's my fault. You know, and I hope you would think the same way. Yeah, Brian says, smile and kindness. All right, any other questions there? Nope. All right, five more rules that eh, maybe go into communication and um, maybe go into my daily lifestyle. Um, you know, I have a hard time just doing five sometimes. But when I'm really feeling 
man, I'm energized. I'm feeling like I'm running all cylinders. I try and put these things into, especially um, during off season times. I challenge you to do these five things. Go out and shape your own story. Do not go, man, I'm going to go referee like D Canner. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to watch everything she does and I'm going to go out and do it. Uh, D is D. You know, Betsy is not going to be D. Betsy needs to be Betsy and shape your own future. Write it, develop it, work on it daily. So in 20 years, you blink your eyes and then there's another official that goes, little Freddie said, man, I want to be like Betsy. That's what I want to do. Because otherwise, we just got a world full of D's. We got a world full of Lisa's. We got a world full of Patty's, whatever that may be. Shape your own. Ask. Don't tell them. Find a way to ask the question that you're trying to get to. Don't tell them the answer you want. You know, I call it leading, right? We, you know, we, we spend a lot of time phrasing our question with the answer already in it. And now we don't give people the opportunity to say really what they want. Um, we, we spend a lot of time. We want to steer these people in the direction we want to go. Well, some people just don't want to go that way. And if they're, all it takes is a little outside noise, a little outside noise to, to steer them in the direction you want. And, that, and then what are you going to say? Oh, well, official A wanted me to, you know, they, they agreed with me. What would you ask them? I said, I'm going to give you the greatest story I think that relates to this. As a baseball umpire, as a baseball umpire, I was behind the plate and we had some play where the catcher went to throw it down a second and hit me in the face mask and the catcher wasn't able to throw it down a second and the coach yelling out, that's, you know, it's a, you know, umpire interference. You got to send him back. And I was wrong in the rule. And I said, no, no, you don't have to. It's, this is how the rule goes, whatever it was. It's been so long since I'm umpire baseball. He says, well, can you go ask your partner, Sam? I said, sure. I would love to ask my Sam. I went to my partner and this is exactly what I said. Sam, tell this coach I'm right. We're, we're, we're failing. He had no choice. I gave my partner no choice to go, Jeff, I can't because you're wrong. He could have said that. It would have took extreme courage. But he, I led him in a direction that was wrong, and he had no choice but to follow that direction, which would be incorrect. So how about saying, what's the rule on umpire, or on umpire interference? What's the rule on that? Help me through this. That's what we need. Don't steer them. It's kind of a funny story, right? Any questions, Brian? Nope. It's our job, not just mine. It's a hundred people that are on this call. Not to worry about yourself, but to go out and see the 99 other people around you and create leaders. We must create leaders. If we don't help to create them and cultivate them, we will have a world full of people that just punch in and punch out and we will be very stagnant. Imagine, you know, if the person who, you know, IBM, if they didn't have some leader 
that develop IBM. They didn't have some leader that developed LED lighting. Whatever that was, it took a leader to do that. It's our job to create those. So, number four, embrace failure. Go out, do and do and do and fail every time. It's okay. That is the only way we're going to have a chance to develop our skill and our lessons and our life lessons and the things we can learn is if we embrace failure. If I get in my head, man, I just can't cross the street. I just can't cross the street. I just can't cross the street. There's a big dog across the street or whatever that is that the person or the neighbor just doesn't like me. And I can't cross the street. I can't cross the street. And I cross the street and I embraced failure and the dog didn't bark at me and the neighbor didn't yell at me. I had a positive experience. You know, I'll never forget. And I, I love my wife to death. But when I decided to take on officiating basketball, I was doing, I was doing baseball only at the time. I've spent some time in baseball, basketball, and football. But I was doing just baseball at the time. And I came home, and I have a, a relatively good background in baseball. Umpire school, professional umpire school, uh, NCAA Division One baseball. So I, ha I have some, some talent there, some experience anyway. <laughs> I come home. And I tell my wife, I said, I am going to try basketball, knowing that I have no idea what I'm doing, none. My wife's response to me was, what do you know about basketball? Well, nothing. Imagine if I wouldn't have embraced that failure, which I had plenty of them, plenty of failure, plenty of ways where I, I had no business even having a whistle in my mouth so much to where the story goes. I was working a sixth grade basketball game and the coach for the sixth grade team is also a baseball coach, which I've umpired over the years. And I'm refereeing this probably one of my first basketball games. And it's, it's bloodbath. I have no idea if I'm doing anything right or wrong or indifferent. It doesn't make any difference, but something erupts. And this coach says to me, Jeff, you're way better at baseball than you are basketball. Uh, no kidding, dude. You know, I know I'm no good at this thing, but I embraced the failure. And that's what I want you guys to do. Any questions, Brian? I feel like I'm just preaching to y'all and I don't want to do that. So I am almost done here. I only have a few more notes and a few more little stories that I want to share. So if you have a question, I'm going to encourage you to put those in there. Number five, let's go over the one through four again, right? Shape your story, ask, don't tell, create leaders, embrace failure. And number five, what we're all doing here today, we're holding each other accountable. So much that I've even taken my uh, season and, not, and I've canceled my study groups. I don't have study groups anymore. I have accountability groups. And there are a small number of people, four, five, sometimes maybe six people. And we have an accountability. And we have five rules that we follow. And if you can't follow these rules, then you're not in the accountability group. That's what you have to commit to. And it's our job to hold each other accountable. And guess what? 
one of those five rules is the next year, those four people that were in my accountability group got to go out and create their own accountability group. And in 20 years, we're holding everyone accountable, right? The greater good, not the moment, the greater good. Jeff. Yeah. Somebody is asking, um, Eddie wanted to know what, what was your breakthrough year in basketball coming from that place of maybe, maybe you were having success, but maybe it wasn't the kind of success that you wanted. Maybe there were some failure. Yeah, there were, right. Obviously I told you just one little bitty failure and I, and I found, I found, you know, you know, tweaks of success in the high school ranks. You know, I was able to make it to some regional games and things like that. But I'm going to tell you right now, my breakthrough in basketball and officiating in general, and even in my life, was I took that my inner game, communication, the way I, the way I, you know, I educate myself, all that stuff. I took that to the next, next, next level. Those were things I did in order. To, to, so there's no way I am going to be average if I'm going to spend this kind of money. There's no way I am happy with average. And some of that what came from just within, because I had two kids that were sitting at home watching me be average. They were watching me go, oh, dad just does this. He comes home and he eats a ding dong and, you know, and then he lays down and he takes a nap and he snores on the couch for an hour and a half and then he goes to bed and then he gets up in the morning and he comes up thing all over again. I didn't want that. I didn't want that to be my legacy. I didn't want that. I wanted my legacy for my kids to go, listen, if you knew my dad, he was always working. He was always working on self-improvement. He was always working on trying to make himself better. He was always working and trying to help others. I told myself, I remember this phrase and I'll remember it till the day I die. Every time I walk on the floor, this is when I really started to like, you know, get over that hump. I told myself, bring something to the game every night that no one else is bringing. No one, make yourself irreplaceable. If I'm bringing that to the game every night, and, it, and in turn, what it was, was it was very much clock awareness. I was very in tune. I, I, you know, I tried to really, if someone could be in my head during a basketball game, there's a real chance you'd be like, what are you, like, you know, rain man? And I'm not very good at math, but I'm always registering these numbers. You know, so much to where, I know you probably don't want to hear the story, but I'm going to tell you anyway, I don't care. So if Brian blows a whistle for a foul and I'm the off official, the first thing I do is say 32-22, the numbers. That's the first thing I do is say in my head, 32-22. So that way, if 22 is at the line and Brian goes to report and you turn around like, who's that foul on? Well, I got 32 and 22 in my head. 22 is at the line. That's 32, Brian. Let me tell you something, everybody. You do that one time for your partner, this is what's going to happen. Your partner is going to think you're some sort of genius in officiating. And all you did was remember a number. You are going to be going to the local seamstress the next day and say, hey, could you fit me for a Superman cape? Because I feel great. I need a big S right here if you could do that. That's how you feel when those, things, when those kind of things happen. So. So I guess to answer your question, I really tried to elevate my communication. I really tried to elevate, you know, being, you know, being standard or being average was unacceptable for me. And then I really worked on, you know, improving, 
whether it be podcast or reading books or something like that. So does that answer your question? Are we good on that, Brian? Yeah, Jeff, somebody, um, Terry wanted to know if you recommend any books or. Well, without a doubt, How to Win Friends and Influence People is a must. And actually, it probably, you should read it more. These two books I'm going to tell you, you should read more than once. How to Win Friends and Influence People is a must. And then Verbal Judo, The Gentle Art of Persuasion. If you can somehow master those two books, you will be well on your way to genius. And the reason I say to read them more than once, because if, if I study my times tables when I'm in fourth grade, there's a real chance if I don't work on them every year, I'm going to forget them by the time I'm a senior. Yeah. And somebody's going to say, well, you were really good at that. What happened? You didn't practice. You know, communication, elevation, that's all practice. You need to practice this and practice and practice. You know, what do they say? You know, what you do in practice shows up in your game or whatever that might be. But, you know, do what others don't see you doing. That's, that's when you got to do that stuff all the time. So 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, you can guarantee if you send me a text, I'm up working on self-improvement, reading a book, finding a way to be better. So did we get that one? Yep. Another question came in. Um, Jamaica had a question about um, how do we approach communication in our climate of racial unrest and in the midst of COVID frustrations, there's a lot of stress. Obviously everybody's aware of the things that have been happening in our nation and uh, some of the things that are, you know, in the forefront. So obviously that impacts our communication because of there's much diversity in our sports. Yeah. I'm assuming we're talking like if we got a referee with a mask on, how's it going to help our communication? My first instinct is I want to be better at body language then. Okay, you've taken my smile away, then I'm going to find a way to use my hands. I'm going to find a way to use my eyebrows. I'm going to find a way to use my eyelashes. I'm going to find a way to use big eyes. I'm going to find a way to communicate. I, there, I'm not going to use it for an excuse. Yes, it's frustrating that I want to be able to do those things, but it, it don't bother me. Bring it on. I, this, is what, this is what I live on every two years. And I'll tell you why I live on it, because this, this is just how I think. It's how my stupid brain works. Every two years, when they come out with 22 different rules changes, or whatever it is, and you're in a group full of 100 people, and you got 99 people just complaining about these rules changes, I sit back, I learn those rules, I say, oh, my job's good for two more years. Why the rest of the 99 years are sitting around crying because they're going to make us, you know, go to 20 seconds instead of 30 every time. Or they're going to, you know, whatever the scenario is, guess what I did? I didn't cry once. I learned the rule and now I'm elevated at the rule. And now I've made myself irreplaceable. So if they put a mask on me, then I will find a different way to communicate. It doesn't bother me. If they're going to tell me that I can get sick from COVID because of, of whatever spreading the germs, then I'm going to wash my hands more. I'm going to boost my immune system. That's what I'm going to do. I am not going to sit back and go, well, I'm just going to wait until someone tells me what to do. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Knowledge will not knock on your door and say, hey, I'm here for you. You better go out and chase it. That's what you have to do. I don't even know if that answers the question, but I got that off my chest. Good? I think... Uh Probably another part to that question, Jeff, is probably improving our communication skills when it comes to the understanding diversity and 
microaggressions and things that involve obviously our our perception of people. So I think we have probably that could be another topic for a uh, another uh, virtual meeting. It might be. It might yeah. be. I don't know if I'll be any good at it, but it might be. <laughs> All right. Um, we got about five minutes left, Jeff. All right. I'm going to leave you with this last quote. Well, I, I wanted to share the story with you first because I, I, I skipped over the story, but I think it's a good story when it comes to communication and trying to, when we talked about those videos, I listened to what that coach wanted. Um, years ago, I was umpiring baseball again, and we're all at the plate. We're all at the plate, and it's, you know, me, my other, other umpire, the two coaches, and they're doing their lineups. We're talking about ground rules or whatever it is. And my base umpire takes out a pack of gum, puts a piece of gum in his mouth and he offers a piece of gum to both coaches and both coaches respectfully deny, no, I'm okay. Thank you. Thanks for the offer. Away we go. Baseball game goes on. First base umpire has a bang, bang play at first base. We'll just say it calls him out, <clears throat> which is not, and here comes a coach that is not in favor of full sprint yelling out, you know, to, this, to the base umpire, you know, trying to get his attention, whatever it is. We know, right? We know what they're coming out for. They're coming out to argue this, this safe out call. This communicator, and a genius communicator, listened to what the coach said, and the coach said this. Johnny, Johnny, you got any of that gum left? He wanted nothing to do with the argument. So many of us would have just jumped right in. He beat the ball, beat him, you know, whatever it is. Listen to what they have to say. They may not even be wanting to ask the question that you think you have the answer for. So that's one of my, my one little short story. So, all right, I'm going to leave you with this. Again, a couple things. You can email me, jeffcross22 at gmail.com. jeffcross22 at gmail.com. Gabe is going to put his, can you put um, your website on there again real quick, Gabe, in the chat for if you want some video, photography, lighting, you know, he's got it all. He's got, you know, my, my office is full of cords right now. Um, and then you can follow my Facebook, TNG for Tenacity and Grit. That has, and I also have a podcast. You can just Google search that, Jeff Cross Podcast. It will come up. One of the things about being a leader whether you're a leader of one, whether you're a leader of a hundred, whether you're a leader, um, you're just a, a beginner leader, whatever it is, we're all leaders in some way, shape or form. The best way to be a leader is to be available. You have to be available. If you're not available, then basically you, you can't help anyone, even though you may have just a, a bunch of knowledge, you have to make yourself available. So, all right, there's no other questions, Brian. I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna leave with this one last quote. Questions? Go ahead. Yep, we covered everything. I'm looking right. back here. So here's the last quote. Take this to heart, everybody. The single hardest goal for a leader is driving a strategy that depends on changing human behavior. If you're trying to change human behavior, that is going to be the single hardest thing you do is change that human behavior, no matter what the goal is. If the goal is to, to, to run a two-minute mile, you're going to have to change human behavior of people telling you you can't do it. 
So my name's Jeff Cross. I wish you guys all the best. Contact me, follow my YouTube, follow my podcast. Ryan, I appreciate it, brother. I don't have any more for you, man. And thanks for everyone for being on our biweekly meetings. We much appreciate that and hope that we can keep doing these virtual meetings and get some people to continue learning. So we're, if you have some suggestions on topics, let us know. I'll leave the, the chat on for a while. Uh, use that Padlet. We keep it updated pretty regularly. Uh, share it with other officials. And uh, uh, God bless. Stay safe and stay healthy. Thanks, everyone. Leave this chat on for a minute so I can see if anybody has questions. Yeah, I'm going to stop recording. Okay.